An entitled Karen gets in my face and starts screaming at me, simply because she doesn't know where her item is that she's trying to buy. And after screaming at me for several minutes, this entitled Karen demands that I do my job. So as a result, I decide to maliciously comply and I get revenge in the best way possible. Here's what happened. So to start things out, I work in an online fulfillment center and this is at a large home, garden, and building supply store. I think you can use your imagination as to what it is. My job title will come into play later as technically we aren't supposed to work with customers directly. Just point them in the direction they're supposed to go or find another associate who works in that department. I had a massive order to grab several heavy and large pieces of sheet metal and screws. The problem was is that the metal sheet size I need isn't where it's meant to be. So I'm having to scan pretty much everything to figure out what's what. But you know what the bigger problem is? This lingering in the wild sadly put me in the range of a wild Karen attack. And that's when this entitled Karen came storming up in a harpy voice. She looked at me and said, are you going to help me or not? I looked around suddenly very confused. I looked at her, especially as she hadn't spoken to me at all. This entitled Karen looks at me incredibly annoyed and she says to me, well, I've been standing over there forever and you haven't offered to help me at all. Still trying to get my bearings, I look at her and I say, oh, I'm sorry, my bad. I can try. I don't work in this department, so it will really depend on what you're looking for. Now, when I said this, this entitled Karen suddenly gets incredibly hostile. She looks at me and says, try? You're going to try to help me? No, you will help me. It doesn't matter if you work in this department or not. Now, at this point, I'm trying to calm myself down and take some deep breaths just so I don't lash out and say something I will regret. Also, I'm just wondering what this lady's problem is. I look at her and I say, okay, what do you need? And I was definitely unable to control the annoyance in my tone as this entitled Karen just kept yelling at me. She looks at me and says, I need this. And she suddenly pulls out a screw and nearly stabs me in the eye by shoving it forward. Now, when she did this, I definitely pushed her hand away and I was feeling much less calm as I have PTSD related to people putting hands in my face, much less a screw. Now, at this point, I'm visibly shaking. I say to her, okay, ma'am, screws are at the end of the aisle on the left. But the entitled Karen wasn't having that. She screamed at me, I already know that. So I respond back in a not so nice tone. Okay, what size is that? What size do you need? She then gets right up in my face, pretty much out of nowhere, and she screams at me, you tell me. And once she did that, I decided to get malicious and get back at her in the best way I knew how. After having taken this for just about the last time, and since I was unable to hold it back, I said to her, I have no clue, ma'am. There's an entire wall of screws. It's impossible for me to tell its size just by looking at it. She then says to me, you will not come at me like that. Your manager would not like that. And she says this in such a way where she's trying to hold herself up as royalty, as if I'm supposed to be afraid of her. I look at her and say, well, I can get a manager if you'd like. Maybe one of them can identify the screw by sight. This entitled Karen then looks at me and says, don't make me mad today. Just do your job. And it's right about then that I decided to maliciously comply. I realized that I had already told her exactly where the product was that she was looking for. So I look at her with a smug look on my face and I say, yes, ma'am, I'll do my job. And with that, I walked away from her with my trolley and proceeded to continue looking for the items on my order. The entitled Karen approaches me again and says, what are you doing? I looked at her square in the eye and I said, I'm doing my job. Now, the best part about this is that an aisle over, one of our assistant managers was actually nearby. With the entitled Karen ranting and stomping around like a toddler, I walked over when I noticed him and I told him I had two issues. For starters, I can't find the item I need to fulfill this online order. And secondly, 
Finally, this entitled Karen might want to talk to him. He laughed and showed me where the correct size of sheet metal was and totally ignored this entitled Karen. That is until she huffed loudly and stormed away. I don't think she liked that my manager did like how I handled the situation, but honestly, that's her problem and not mine. That entitled Karen was super obnoxious. Can you imagine just carrying around a random screw and being like, what size is this? Like, if you worked in construction or as a carpenter or something along those lines, you could probably look at that screw and be like, oh, it's this certain size. I know people who do that and it's really cool to see. But for the average worker at Lowe's or Home Depot or something like that, there's no way they're going to know that just by looking at it. So this entitled Karen was completely out of line. Like, she literally could have come into that place of business and measured it ahead of time so she knows what she's buying. Instead of yelling at this hourly worker who definitely did not deserve that kind of treatment. And also, what was with her basically pretending to be the Hulk? You're not going to like me when I'm angry. Like, what, are you going to start turning green and throwing things? So good for the original poster for basically saying, oh, okay, you want me to do my job? Fine, I'll do my job. Because if somebody talked to me like that, I can't say I wouldn't do the same thing. And if anything, it was probably really satisfying to watch her storm away, angry that she didn't get her way. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Today, I messed up by getting matching lobster tattoos with my boyfriend after watching Friends. And I feel really stupid and I really don't know what to do. So this happened a few months ago, but I just found out how bad it was today. So my boyfriend and I are huge fans of the show Friends, and we decided to binge watch the whole series during quarantine. We got to the episode where Phoebe tells Ross that Rachel is his lobster because lobsters mate for life, and we thought it was the cutest thing ever. We've been dating for two years, and we were thinking of taking our relationship to the next level. So we thought, why not get matching lobster tattoos to show our love and commitment? Well, we found a tattoo parlor that was open, and they had some good reviews, and so we booked an appointment. We chose a simple design of two lobsters holding claws, and we got them inked on our ankles. Now, it hurt a lot, but we were so happy and proud of our tattoos. We took pictures and posted them on Instagram and got a lot of likes and comments from our friends and family. Everyone thought it was adorable and romantic. Fast forward to today, and I was browsing an online forum, and I came across a post that asked, what is something that everyone thinks is true but is actually false. I clicked on it out of curiosity purely, and I saw a comment that said, lobsters don't mate for life. They're actually very promiscuous and will mate with different partners every mating season. I was shocked and confused. I googled it and sure enough, it was true. Lobsters are not monogamous at all. They're basically the opposite of what Phoebe said. I feel like an idiot. I had just permanently marked myself with a symbol of something that was completely false. I called my boyfriend and I told him the bad news. He seemed to be equally stunned and embarrassed. We both regretted our decision and wish we had done more research before getting the tattoos. Now we're stuck with stupid lobsters that mean absolutely nothing to us. I've got to be honest, I think that's really hilarious. You got a tattoo thinking what was going on was true, but you know what? It ended up being false. And now you're stuck with this tattoo for the rest of your life. That's awful. Unless you want to get it removed or anything like that. In fact, the original poster actually went on to explain more about what happened afterwards. It looks like they had a heart-to-heart last night and the boyfriend reassured the original poster so much. He said he still adores the lobster tattoos because they represent their love for each other and for friends. The original poster goes on to explain that friends is more than just a show to them. It's what brought them together and helped them through very tough times. The boyfriend went on to explain further that the tattoos are a tribute of their passion for each other and for the show. And that's what counts, not some random fact about nature. They will always be meaningful to them and they are still a nod to the show and a wink to other friends fans, even if the facts don't
don't line up. And that honestly, in my opinion, is really cool. You're able to turn a negative into a positive. Personally, if that happened to me and I put these tattoos on my body and I thought it meant one thing and then I found out it meant another thing, I would immediately start laughing. I wouldn't take that personally in the slightest. That's a story you can tell for the rest of your life. So in my opinion, you didn't mess up at all. You and your partner did a really fun thing that will mean a lot to both of you moving forward. I pulled my daughter out of a private religious school without consulting my husband. And I did this because of the sketchy nature of this school, as well as the fact that my husband ignored all of my concerns. And at this point, I seriously don't know what to do. So my husband and I have a daughter that's six years old. We've been married for six years and we dated for about a year before we got married. When my husband and I first started dating, I learned that he grew up in a very religious family. He's not fanatically religious and he always shared stories about strange things that he's seen at tent revivals where he would meet people claiming they are healing others from demons, speaking in tongues and stuff like that. He has said he's not nearly as religious like the rest of his family, which I found reassuring because I grew up in a pretty relaxed family when it came to religion. He even told me how refreshing I was to him because of how secular and open-minded I am. Anytime I've spent time with his family, he always told me not to take anything they say seriously. They really wanted me to convert and join their church, which I didn't want to, and it really was a point of contention. When we got married, it was an overly religious event, but it was only like that so that we could appeal to my mother-in-law so that they wouldn't make a big stink about it. Now, appeasing his parents was mostly only in small doses here and there, so I tolerated it because I loved him. His parents became insufferable and tried to control a lot of decisions when my daughter was born. His mother gave me a lot of garbage about how concerned they were about my daughter being raised by me. They even wanted to homeschool her when it was time for her to go to school, but I shut that garbage down right away. I've talked to him so many times before about how he needs to stand up to his parents and back me up more. He thought of a compromise where we can send her to a private school that is of his religion. I was skeptical, but I was open-minded, and I wanted to meet with the teachers and the faculty at the school. And when I did, they seemed alright. I mean, I had friends that went to religious schools and it did work out. So, to keep the peace amongst the family, we enrolled her. I knew I wanted to make sure her home life would be an environment for open-minded thinking. I've expressed this to him, and he told me he would be open to enrolling her to another school if it doesn't work out. She's been going to this school for two years now, and anytime I talk to him about my concerns, he just deflects it. I've had her talk to me about the concept of heck, if you know what I mean, asking me if I think her grandfather is going to be there. I recently witnessed her waving her arm slowly in the air, head bowed to the floor, moving to the music when watching TV sometimes. I'm terrified of the indoctrination at such a young age. I've had enough. So I took her out of the school without even talking to my husband first, because he has absolutely no sense of urgency and shuts down the topics immediately. Now, when he found out, he was furious with me and screamed at me and was trying to tell me how much of a nightmare public schools can be and that one of the teachers at the private school is friends with his mother and she is going to be telling her everything. Now, this is literally such a nightmare and I feel sick about subjecting my daughter to all of this conflict and tension. My husband left and said he needed time to process what I did. He's spending Easter with his parents and I'm alone with my daughter. Now, I'm not lost when it comes to knowing that I want to protect my daughter at all costs. What I'm really unsure about is how to move forward with my relationship. This has been one of the only times I stood my ground and everything feels like it's crumbling and falling apart. The original poster actually provided us with an update as to what happened next after this experience. This is what they had to say. I am very frustrated with myself for letting things get out of hand like this. 
like this. My daughter means everything to me, and I'm upset that I didn't stop all of this sooner or saw the warning signs earlier. I know it seems so obvious, and I should have known better, but it's hard to explain why it was so hard. I was basically a frog in a pot of water that was very slowly starting to boil. There was a weird fog of war from everything going on that I deluded myself into thinking compromise was possible. My husband's ambivalence to what I find alarming really slowly evolved over time. It wasn't like a light switch. Now, I know that hindsight is 2020, but I can't help but feel anger to myself. I basically took her out of the school Thursday morning of last week. The night before, we got into an argument when I brought up my discomfort about the school. I know a lot of people thought my breaking point was seeing my daughter praying and swaying, but it was really a culmination of a lot of things. Between the praying, the fire and brimstone mentality of the topics about heck, and the fear I sense coming from her. The awkwardness and the coldness I would get from faculty at the school whenever I picked her up, and she would sometimes spew gibberish or recite Bible passages of which she really doesn't even understand or comprehend any of its actual meaning, and examples like this went on and on. My frustrations boiled over, and my husband refused to talk about it, as he has done several times before, over the last two years. So the following morning, I just took her out of school. After he screamed at me and argued with me about how public schools are dangerous, he stormed off, and I haven't heard from him since that argument. He's completely missing in action. I've met with a few schools, and I'm already trying to find solutions on that end. I am not worried about finding a less scarring and a less awful environment for her. I really do think there are some really good options that we can pursue. My main worry now is the unpredictable nature and the silence from my husband. My husband has some connections to a few divorce lawyers, so I talked to some in preparation for the worst. Yesterday evening, a man in his late 70s or early 80s stopped by our house. I didn't answer the door because I didn't recognize him. He went on to suspiciously mosey about my property, looking around the house, and then suddenly left. I called the police, and they went around and surveyed, but the man had left before the police arrived. Earlier this afternoon, I went to get the mail, and I saw this man again, and he approached me, and he walked right up to me as if he knew me. He said to me, I'm just checking on the welfare of the child that lives in this house. I asked him who he was, and he refused to answer me. He then started to mention the name of the psychiatrist that I see, and then mentioned that a little girl being looked after by a young woman with mental illness is a cause of great alarm. Something along those lines. Now, for a bit of context, I've been going to a psychiatrist for an anxiety disorder. It's nothing out of hand, and I've gotten a firm grasp on keeping it at bay with medication. And it's honestly been something that's been completely manageable. Now, only my husband knows about this, and has any idea that I see a psychiatrist. So, I assume his parents know because he knows. And this man obviously must know my husband and his parents. That's my only assumption. I told this man to leave and I threatened to call the police. And while he did end up leaving, he did say before he left that the girl is going to be protected. I'm going to meet with a lawyer tomorrow and figure out a plan. I'm going to file for a divorce because this has gotten to a point where I feel unsafe. I worry that me being treated for anxiety will be used against me. I have no idea what they are plotting against me, but they are playing mind games with me. I left the house with my daughter, we're safe, and I have a much clearer idea and solution going forward. I'm not going to try and salvage the relationship with my husband, and my main focus is to make sure my daughter is stable and has a safe environment. I'm pretty sure this is the plot of some Jordan Peele movie. Like, this is just creepy. Like, what on earth is going on? This is just scary and creepy and really disturbing. I first off want to say the original poster is 100% in the right. She has every right to be sketched out by the way her eight-year-old daughter 
daughter is acting and also the fact that basically she got tricked into letting her kid go to this school. And worst of all, it looks like her husband just doesn't care. He literally doesn't care about the situation in the slightest. He literally let all of this happen because he wanted to appeal to his parents. That is literally the reason for the season in this situation. And this is one of those worst case scenarios where you hoped it wouldn't get to this point, but the cat slowly emerged out of the bag after two years of this garbage. And it's also comical that the husband would be like, oh, but public schools are so dangerous. He wasn't saying that when they first signed their daughter up for school. He was so on board of saying, look, if this doesn't work out, we'll send her somewhere else. I mean, where did that plan go, buddy? I thought that was something you wanted to do. But instead, he's letting his mother put a leash on him and basically lead his marriage along. I know if I was in the original poster shoes, I would do the exact same thing. I would shut down that homeschooling garbage right away, and I probably would have taken my kid out of school as well, especially if I was uncomfortable with it and if my kid was acting like this. That is not normal behavior for an eight-year-old. It's weird, it's creepy, and it's not normal for an eight-year-old. She is literally just mimicking all the people around her, and she's not coming from any place where she understands what she's saying. Like, this is not okay in my opinion. And this is what your mother-in-law wanted? Like, seriously? She clearly just wanted another person to join her church, and since it wasn't you, she's now coming for your daughter. And I seriously can't stress it enough how weird and crazy that is to me. And it's also obvious over the past two years that your husband has made a complete 180. At first, he was like, listen, don't listen to my parents. They're weird. They're going to say stuff that's weird. Just ignore them when you meet them. All the way to present day, where he's basically regurgitating everything his mom and dad are probably telling him. It's almost like he has no autonomy over his own life. And he's allowing that to happen to his daughter, to your daughter. So with that in mind, I don't blame you for taking the steps that you did. Not only for saying, you know what, I want to get a divorce, but also for telling this old man who's stalking your property to either get lost or the police are going to come along. This is really sad and weird stuff. And hopefully for the sake of you and your daughter, it all works out in the end. Because from the sounds of it, just from what I've read, it seems like your mother-in-law and father-in-law have their hooks completely in your husband. And unless he wakes up and sees exactly what's going to happen to his marriage, I just don't personally see anything happening that would possibly change his mind. An entitled adult expected a perfect car wash from a bunch of little kids trying to make money. And when he got out of his car and started screaming at all of us, my mom got up in his face and put him in his place. Here's what happened. So when I was a kid, I tried my hardest to be a little entrepreneur and my mother supported me all the way. I had lemonade stands, I sold books of poetry on the corner by my house, and all my neighbors supported me all the way. The summer that I was eight years old, I decided that lemonade stands didn't generate enough money. So I, with my neighbors that were all my age, decided to not only do a lemonade stand, but also a car wash. This was over a decade ago where children could basically do whatever. My mom gave us access to the hose, bought us some big sponges, and a Home Depot bucket full of soapy water. We charged $5 for a car wash and sold lemonade to the owners while they waited for us to finish. We ended up making over $100 in a week. On the third day, a man pulled up asking for a car wash. We got to work scrubbing the sides, the tires, and the windows. However, being eight years old, none of us could get up high enough to clean his roof beyond hitting it with the hose. We figured that this wasn't a big deal because, again, he paid us $5. But you know what? We were mistaken. This grown adult man decided that he was going to get out of his car and scream at a bunch of elementary school children because we did not scrub down the roof. He screamed that he wasn't going to pay us because he had not gotten his money's worth. My mother sat on the front steps the entire time to watch over all of us while we worked. However, she had gone inside to 
use the bathroom right before this happened. When she heard him screaming, she ran out. Now, a little backstop about my mom. She is one tough lady, an openly gay woman. She's a cancer survivor and a complete mama bear. She was not going to stand for this. This five foot three lady got in his face and screamed back something along the lines of basically calling him a jerk. She said, why would you ever expect a professional job from eight year olds? You're being charged five dollars and you are going to pay them or there's going to be problems. After she said that, I have never seen a grown man look so intimidated. He ended up giving us a $20 bill and told us to keep the change. He then got back in his car and he drove away. So with all things considered, I truly love my mom. Your mom is awesome. And that guy in the car was an obnoxious jerk. Like seriously, what was he thinking? These are eight-year-olds trying to scrub down your stupid car. You can't possibly expect a good job out of that, right? These are literally just kids trying to make money. So to have the audacity to try and start screaming at children, all because you don't think they're doing a good job, truly makes you the biggest jerk in the world. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.